Hello, and welcome to Global. I'm Lucas Jensen, and today we're going to continue looking at the role of a free press. In our last episode, we looked at the role of free press plays holding governments accountable and informing public discourse in open societies. That is, societies where a free press is at least tolerated by the government and safe from physical violence and intimidation at the hands of state authorities. But many folks who do the important work of holding governments accountable and informing the public don't live in open societies. Around the world, journalists conduct their day-to-day work in countries where authoritarian dictators control the media space and manipulate the way people consume information through violence and other means subversive to democracy. It's precisely in these cases that a strong culture of journalism is even more important to push back against the government's attempts to rein in transparency and undercut systems of accountability. With this episode, we want to focus on painting the picture of what it's like to be a journalist in a country where your profession could realistically get you or your family imprisoned or killed. So imagine yourself as an eager young reporter. Maybe you started off your career covering small local events or doing fluff pieces about something happening in the capital city. Maybe you're not changing the world, but at least it's a job, right? But maybe the politics in your country begin to change. You start seeing the military in the streets more. Maybe you hear about activists and their families being harassed by the police. Pretty soon, it seems like people are less willing to speak out about the government in casual conversation. Finally, you start to notice that the news has stopped serious, critical reporting and analysis and starts sounding like it's repeating the government's talking points. Eventually, the legislature starts passing laws that restrict speech in the name of national security and feel an awful lot like censorship. And just like that, without even trying, the seemingly apolitical work you were doing before takes on a very political role. I didn't used to do my work with such passion. My country's press is going through a historic time, and I think that denouncing and making visible the moments where my people's rights are being violated are really important. Right now, I feel that I'm one of those people who face those challenges and difficulties on a daily basis. We have to report on everything that happens in the country. That if we report on the government, it doesn't mean that we're with the government and vice versa. They need to understand that if we report on the opposition, it doesn't mean that we support the current political movement. Today we give priority to the voice of the people and give less to official spokespeople that don't do more than confuse the data and cover up irregularity. For this episode, you'll hear from five reporters working with independent media all from an authoritarian Latin American country. They will remain anonymous for this episode, but kindly share their experience of reporting from within a dictatorship. Clearly, people living in a democracy often struggle to understand the complexities of life and work in a dictatorship. When asked what people outside their country need to understand, two themes emerged. First, they ask us to understand the physical dangers. Here and other places, people forget what it takes to be a journalist in a country without democracy. There are lots of criticisms and threats towards the press despite the fact we do this to inform. The people should understand that the reporter's work is not easy, much less when there's no protection from the state security. So we're not only in constant risk for reporting certain situations, but the journalist is in constant danger, always, for their situation reporting on things not everyone wants to know. The world needs to know how dangerous it is in a country where one group with power has 
eliminated the most basic rights of what it means to be human, like freedom of expression and the opportunity to be informed with the truth. Secondly, they highlighted the dangers to a country with no free press. People inside and out need to understand that the free press needs to remain free, without affiliation, to be able to truly inform. The free press is committed to the people. The free press is here to protect the people and not those in power. That it's indispensable. Know that in my country there is a large amount of people still working to beat censorship. And they work every day looking for the truth. They transmit it objectively through any opportunity. But more than knowing the work we do, they should know that the intention is to keep as many people as possible informed and to keep doing it so that we can defeat censorship despite the multiple daily obstacles we face. Censorship, or limiting expression through laws, policies, and norms, is fundamentally counter to the principle of a free press. It's also a hallmark of authoritarianism and has wide-ranging impacts, like erasing objectivity. Well, I think that the greatest challenge is that the press can also denounce the things that political actors in the opposition aren't doing well. This way, when there's government change, the press can continue to be independent and hold both camps accountable. We're in a country that is extremely polarized. It's true that those who hold power today manipulate information. From this side, the opposition, there are also political actors doing things that aren't good. This polarization is at the core of so much of politics around the world. And addressing it as a journalist is extremely important, yet understandably difficult. To stay separate from the polarization that props up the current conflict, I do it by reminding myself when this dictatorship falls, I need to be at the gates of the new government that is elected. I overcome the challenges because journalism is the most noble human work because it has to stay separate from power. I hold myself to the standard that we owe it to the people, to those communities without a voice. Another symptom of censorship is fear. When you live in a country where insecurity is the norm, and people who speak out disappear. Getting people to open up, denounce violations, and provide a testimony can be a challenge. The greatest daily challenge is to get citizens who are completely closed off to accept and receive me. The sense of being closed is really from abandonment that they feel. They've been forgotten by those in power and have received so many unfulfilled promises. That's a big challenge, if not an obstacle. It's getting to these communities so isolated due to the horrible conditions of their roads and lack of signal in these places. The greatest challenge is to get citizens to denounce. Since so much has happened in my country, there is a lot of fear in people. Going out to write a report, looking for witnesses over a specific issue has become difficult. At its core, these challenges have the same root and can be summarized in one phrase. To tell the truth, to confront the manipulations of those in power who are so determined to keep the problems hidden. And yet, despite these many challenges, both personal and institutional, people continue to seek the truth. So what is it that keeps people looking for this? Similar to Dina in the last episode, it's making sure that people know what is happening in their country. I'm motivated knowing I'm helping keep citizens informed whose voices have had attempts to silence them and whose communities have stopped counting on media that lets them be updated on what's happening both regionally and nationally. To arrive in a place and find myself with people who are essentially isolated and bring them information on what they are being put through, to become that bridge that helps them understand fills me with satisfaction. It's gratifying to see how their confidence and interest grows with each new visit, which always ends with a cry for help, which is what we then process and make visible. These journalists see themselves not only as connecting people with information, 
but connecting them with each other. I'm motivated to be a window. Precisely when it is more dangerous is when there are less windows into the violations that are occurring. And I believe that while I can, I should be a channel of communication. It's knowing that you're standing up to the barriers of censorship that those in power put in place to manipulate the fragile and unprotected. A final influential factor was journalists looking towards what comes next. My job lets me make change, raise awareness and creativity in the people. With my job, I am helping to create a new society free from the ideology that has only brought death, hunger, and desolation. Without this documentation, learning from the past becomes much more difficult. At their core, these journalists are doing this out of a love for their country and a desire to see it be its best possible self. In contexts like these, it can be difficult to see the results of this hard work. However, there are successes. The piece that I'm most proud of doesn't have my name on it, for security reasons. It was the denouncement of a femicide that occurred in a suburb in the city where I live. I've been threatened by family members from the people who committed the crime. Nevertheless, this has sparked a campaign seeking justice for this 17-year-old woman who was assassinated by eight men. So I feel proud because we could denounce them and due to our publications reach, all of the country has learned about what happened to this 17-year-old woman. It was an investigation that uncovered how rotten our judicial system is and the sadness that stays with the family members of the victims. For some, they pointed to something less specific. At this moment, we are the voice of each one of those people who find themselves isolated and uninformed. To become the voice of each of the people who let out a cry for attention, for the communities, for the country, and to see how grateful they are for seeing their denunciations published in one of the most important jobs I have ever done. In December 2018, the group Reporters Without Borders, an international advocacy organization for freedom of expression, documented an increase in hostility towards journalists around the world. This ranges from politicians' rhetoric to targeted assassinations by organized crime to even detainment and harassment by state security forces. The most dangerous countries are often those with lower levels of democracy. Journalism, for the five reporters who told their stories here, is just more than a job. In their words, it's about being a voice for the voiceless and creating a new country. Clearly, this motivation will be necessary as citizens around the world strive for more democratic societies. If you like what you hear on this episode, we want to hear from you. Drop a review or email us at podcast at iri.org. Like, share, subscribe, and of course, follow us on Twitter at IRI Global. A sincere thanks to the five reporters who share their perspectives today. It's truly humbling and motivating to hear their stories. Thanks also to IRI employees for providing voiceovers. Until next time, I'm Lucas Jensen, and thanks for listening to Global.